Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 20 of How Do You Write? If you watch this on video on Facebook or on YouTube, uh, if you look over my shoulder, you can see a very dead little flat dog behind me on the desk. That's Dozy. I have already lamented in my writer's email about um, how she does not like to go outside in the rain. So uh, that's something we're going to be working with her on um, because, oh my goodness, it has been raining here just for like two and a half days and it's been spectacular. We've all enjoyed it. Um, the episode today is with my friend Holly Robinson, who is just a delight. Um, it was so fun to talk to her. I'd actually never talked to her face-to-face on Skype before. It's always been over on the telephone or um, old-fashioned telephone or on email. And um, so that's great. You're going to really enjoy her. She is so fun. And uh, in writing news, my only bit of writing news is um, that I'm working hard to meet my deadline on Wednesday for the revised uh, third songbird book. I'm going to hit that, but I still have quite a bit of work to do as usual. And the big news is that I launched the um, Venice Spring 2017 writing retreat. This was something I was super excited to do. I've been working on it behind the scenes, you know, talking to hotels and getting everything in line. But I honestly didn't know if it would fly. You know, I could put out the call for people to come write with me in Venice to attend workshops with me. Um, But perhaps no one would sign up. No one would be interested. And within four days, it's almost full. Uh, So it's going to happen. And I'm going to go to Venice. And I'm going to talk to writers in Venice about writing every morning, five mornings, just writing exercises, inspiration, really thinking about the craft. And then in the afternoon, we go wander around and do things. They can come with me to do things like the secret itinerary at the Doge's Palace or the Guggenheim, or they can write in a cafe all afternoon, or they can go to their hotel room and sleep while listening to the lapping of the water at the stone outside. Like it's, it's going to be so exciting and I'm just giddy about it. So anyway, long story short, that is my excitement of this week and it's kind of huge. So whatever part of the process you're in, my friend, I would say do some more. (laughs) Write a little bit more this week. Write 10 words more than you plan to. All of those words add up. All of them make you a better writer. And I believe in you. So let's jump into the interview, shall we? Enjoy. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well... I am so pleased to talk to my friend today, Holly Robinson. Hello, Holly. 
Hi, Rachel. It's so nice to see you all the way across the country. I'm delighted. I know. We've been friends a long time, but I've never talked to you face-to-face like this. I know. This is much better than just talking on the phone. I love technology. <laughs> Let me give you a little bio here. Novelist, journalist, and celebrity ghostwriter Holly Robinson is the author of the memoir, The Gerbil Farmer's Daughter, which was great, by the way, and many novels, including the most recently published Folly Cove that came out from Penguin. Her articles and essays appear frequently in the Huffington Post, More, Parents, and Red Book, and she and her husband have five children and a stubborn Pekingese. They divide their time between Massachusetts and Prince Edward Island, and they are crazy enough to be fixing up old houses one shingle at a time in both locations. All true, except for the part about More Magazine, sadly defunct. Oh, is it defunct? I didn't even know <laughs> they that. They not business, yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Another magazine bites the dust, bites so dust. sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me, um, we are friends for many reasons. I can't even remember how we got in touch with in the first place, but now uh, your editor contacted me and asked me to write a blurb That's right. for your novel, which I loved. And, and I, I, um, which novel was it? No, 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 no. I think it might've been Splinters of Light. It was, it was Splinters of Light, which was so beautifully written. I just loved the book so much. And then I felt like I had to reach out to you because I had read it. And then you and I started corresponding by email and then you led me to your marvelous agent. Yes, Susanna, who's amazing. And we just, we just fell in friend love. One of those, one of those immediate connections. So I'm so happy to have you on here talking about your process. Will you tell me, oh, and uh, listeners, I want to, I want to make really clear that um, because I'm not professional with Holly, I forgot to send her the question. So, um, (laughs) so if I don't sound smart, it's Rachel's fault. I did not prepare. Exactly. (laughs) Be as spontaneous as it gets. (laughs) What is the best time of day for you to write? Uh, I actually am one of those writers who writes all day. I, one of those. I just I any I think it be it's because I have five children. Uh, yeah. So because I had so such small blocks of time to write, I grabbed every single one of them because I was not a very organized writer before I had children and having kids actually made me write more. So I wow. wrote early in the morning before they went to school. I wrote in the car while I waited for the bus to come and drop them off writing while they were at school, of course, and then at night after they went to bed. So I think that um, if I had to say my favorite time to write, I would say in the evening, actually, after all the machines are running, you know, the dryer, the dishwasher, (laughs) my slippers are on, my bathrobe's on, I have a cup of tea at my elbow, and I'm not going anywhere else. And I know that. Um, So that that that's my still my favorite time to write. That sounds absolutely lovely. (laughs) <laughs> it is. It's great. I, I'm too stupid at night. I'm just, I'm stupid after like one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just it, I only have smarts in the morning. And where, where do you prefer to write? Um, you're at your barn right now. Is that right? Your, I your am. Writing barn. I'm in my, it's, it's a, yes, I, I have an office in a b- barn behind the house, which is great because even though it's only probably a hundred feet behind my house, just that much separation makes it much easier to focus. Um, because you, I don't, I'm not looking at the dust buffaloes under the bed or the unfolded laundry or, you know, God help me the kitchen. So it's great. It's great to have, uh, a separate space. And I used to go to libraries to work in, you know, tutorial rooms or study carols or I'd go to cafes. Um, but I'm also too much of an eavesdropper to do well in cafes. And 
So that didn't work as well for me. So this is great. I love having a a barn behind my house that I can work in. So I have an office in the barn. But right now, actually, as you can see behind me, I'm on my screen porch, which is attached to the barn. Oh, so it's like screened also? So like no bugs can come in? If you don't screen your porches here, I'm in uh, northern Massachusetts and I'm near the ocean and there are a lot of um, marshes. They have marsh mosquitoes that will carry you away. <laughs> so if you don't have a screen between you and them, you will you will be lifted off the ground oh, and sucked dry of your blood. That does not sound like fun. <laughs> no, no. So yes, I'm thankful for the screens. And how do you write? Are you longhand, computer? What kind of program do you use? Um, I do, I use Word, and I always write on the, almost always write, write on the laptop. However, I do have journals going all the time, and I keep a journal in my purse, a journal next to the bed, a journal with my book bag. So I'm always taking notes on things that I'm thinking about. Um, And I do sometimes write certain scenes longhand if I really want to think about them. Yeah. Um, but I would say overall, mostly on the laptop. I do a lot of editing by hand. I have to. I still have to print it out, and and read it and edit it longhand. So and that might be co- that might be because I'm an editor for other people yeah, too. So I think yeah yeah that helps. Let me ask you: Do you also journal in your journals? Just no. Yeah, no. I don't either. I Hardly. wish I did. I wish I did too because you know I have an amazing thing I have from my grandmother, my dad's mom, I have her five-year diary. And it's just like little entries for each day. My girlfriend, for- one of my girlfriends just gave me one. Oh, they're so great. It's Fill it out. It's so fun. It, yeah. And, and, and when I read it, it's like, it's not even like my grandmother, she wasn't that much of a writer, but she, she would write things like picked the plums today, canned the tomatoes today. And then found out Pete had polio today, you know, like just like big things or little things. They're all squashed into these little spaces, but it gives you a real idea of the rhythm of a woman's life in the, in the early 1900s. So it's very cool. So it made me want to write one. And plus the spaces are small. So I figured I could do, I could keep up with it. Exactly. I've been keeping up with it since she gave it to me. I love it. Oh, good. Good for you. Let me ask you, what is the worst writing advice you've ever been given? Uh, definitely the worst writing advice, uh, uh, was, uh, the first writing teacher I had, um, well, he was, um, he, t- he basically, this was a writing workshop teacher I had who in my MFA program, I got a biology degree, so I never thought I was going to be a writer until last semester of college. And then I took an elective course and in creative writing and just couldn't do anything else after that. And I was oh headed, for, I was headed for medical school before that. You can imagine how how such a shift. my dad was when <laughs> yeah. I said, "Dad, guess what? I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a writer." He was so happy. <laughs> uh, I think he sent me he sent me dental school brochures, and then he sent me nursing school brochures because he was you know he's like, he's like "You need to make a living. snap yeah. out of it. Please snap out of it." So, but the worst the worst thing that ever worst writing advice I ever had was from a I then went and got an MFA because I figured I needed to read like. I don't know, Virginia Woolf, you know, mm-hmm. James Joyce. I had never read any literature at all. So I went to graduate school to do that and to be in writing workshops. And this one writing workshop teacher told me that my writing had as much depth as a television commercial and I might as well give up. And uh, that was absolutely the worst thing. I mean, of course, I cried. I went in the bathroom and cried. And um and 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 uh, and and he said you might as well be writing for television afterwards because I went and said what did you really mean by that he said I meant you should just be writing for television what he meant was and actually 
in some ways he was right. I was in a very literary MFA program and I had always grown up reading mystery novels and thrillers and, um, you know, I, I really commercially. like plots and yes. I was writing commercial fiction in a very heavy duty literary writing. But that advice just give up, you know, it was just, it was just horrible. That was, that was the worst advice I ever got. Yeah. I just think that's a teacher letting the student down. Period. Well, yeah, There's yeah. No reason for that. Who this, I know you're a writing teacher, and I bet you're a good one because you have to recognize what is it that the student wants to. And I've taught writing too. What does the student want to have come out? And it doesn't have to be your vision. It has to be crafting that individual's vision because that's what makes the world go around. It, it just just whether you're a writer or not is all these different perspectives and. Yeah. and personalities and you know where would we be if everybody wrote the same kinds of books and you know there's room for all that oh that just makes me mad little yeah pit of yeah. anger in my stomach okay. yeah yeah well you well, know on the on the other side on the other hand what secret writing tip of awesomeness did you discover the hard way ah uh, okay so i used to um there are two things the first is i used to always write my novels and then try to sell them and it wasn't until it wasn't until after I'd sold a novel and an editor said, guess what? Uh, we, we would like another novel from you, which is, of course, reason to cheer. Um, this was at Penguin, my editor there. And but she said, we need a synopsis first. And I had never written a synopsis. I had avoided them like the plague yeah. um, because they, in fact, are really hard to write and they're awful. And it's the worst writing you'll ever do. And I just, you know, dug my heels and I'm not doing that. I'd rather write the whole book. But in fact, it is a really good thing to do, and, and it's not a big secret, but it actually helps you kind of see the book, and, and it doesn't, I thought, never always avoided it because I thought it would take away the creativity or the spontaneity in my writing. In fact, it does the opposite. It gives you kind of a framework, but then you can burst out of that, and you can mm-hmm. change it, and it, it morphs as you go along. So that's one tip is, yes, go ahead and even if you just pretend to write the book jacket copy, mm-hmm. What is your vision for the book? What is this character going to get out of this journey that you're putting this character through? And if you have two characters, why do you have those characters? What's the point of that? Um, You should know that kind of going in, I think. And it will change as you go, but it helps to have that framework. The other really helpful tip is um, that your first page really probably is around page 40 or 50. And that you just have to look at it because you're inevitably going to write all this forward, all this runway stuff, and your book's going to take off right around page 40. 40 or 50 and and keep that in mind and what i do is i keep a flashback file so because i tend to load flashbacks oh that's a great idea i have a separate file on my computer and it's just called flashback file for whatever and i just i'll I'll go through when i'm editing i'll just lift out all the flashbacks and i only put in the stuff i need when i go back i mean this is you have to get it first yeah yeah that is genius i love i love two things about that the the idea of the runway yeah because the plane is not going up Unless you right. taxi down that runway. You can't skip that part. You can't just lift off you that have helicopter. Happened. Yeah. yeah, you have to do the runway. And the other thing, that flashback file, that is just brilliant. Yeah. Because, I mean, what what is it about flashbacks that they're so wonderful to write? And then we don't want them all in the book. But they're just, yeah. I, I mean, they're just such a relief. You know, you're struggling through the book. And then you go into a flashback and you make stuff up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. How how do you, when you're feeling dry and drained, how do you refill the creative well? 
Uh, I definitely am a very, I need physical activity to fill the well. So I, I'm the sort of person who, if I get stuck, I'll go for a run or I'll go for, I'll walk the dog or I'll go, you know, I'll do almost anything physical gardening and, and inevitably the problems work themselves out in my mind while I'm doing something physical like that. Um, and I also, I, I read a lot. I read a lot of other people's books and I always am even books that I don't think are very good, I'll learn something from those books. And especially if I read books outside of my genre, I yeah. find that that's really useful to read. I try to read nonfiction. I try to read poetry. Um, it really feeds what I'm doing as a fiction writer. And I think that's that's useful. I would advise writers to do that, to just force yourself to read books that wouldn't be the ones you'd ordinarily pick. You will learn something. I love that. I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. On really bad days, what <laughs> other when you if you couldn't be a writer or an editor, what mm -hmm. other profession would you choose? Oh, I would definitely be a stand-up comic. I yeah. love that I didn't give you these <laughs> questions, and you have the answers at the tip of your tongue. And I could see you being a stand-up comic, whereas I, for me, that's I, terrifying. I I did it for a while. I, I because I was so nervous when I first started out having to do um, author talks and yeah. books on. And you know, I was a nervous college professor also when I first started <laughs> teaching. And um, I decided to sign up for a, a stand-up comedy class, and um, I took it. And the final exam was an open mic, uh, and so the class started out with like twenty-five people. You had to write your own material, of course, and that was great for my writing. And uh, then the final exam was you had to perform your material. And by the end, there were only like eight of us still standing. Everybody had dropped out because it was so scary because it was at an actual open mic at a restaurant. So we drove in. It was this Italian restaurant. Oh, at a and, restaurant. That's even worse than a bar. Yeah, in a bar where you know everybody's not really going to be listening right. to you, and, uh, which should be a relief, but it isn't. And and then and then we drove in. They had, they had comedy virgins on the on the. <laughs> On a billboard, which I thought was so great, and um, and I so I did it, and I started, I started doing stand, and I loved it, and I was like, but the thing about stand up is that it is mostly guys in their twenties and thirties who live in their mother's basements, right? <laughs> and so then there's me, and I'm like, I'm the den mother of comedy around here, you know. <laughs> It was really fun, but the problem is when I was doing it, my kids were still in high school, and I had to get up at like, and you don't even get on the stage until eleven, oh, and then. Of course, you have to have a drink afterwards. Um, so, like, then you're like this, like, trying to get your kid off to school in the morning. So it, it didn't work out in terms of a career. And, you know, <laughs> obviously you don't make a lot of money at it in the beginning. Uh, but that's what I would have done. I really, really enjoyed it. So, I, I, yeah. You guys are going to talk me into it. I had another guest, Dana Kay, who's a publicist, um, on. And she <laughs> said the same thing. And she said that what she hadn't expected was that it was so great for her revision process. It is really great. Yeah, it makes you hear it makes you hear rhythms, I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do it. I'm so scared of it, but I'm going to do it someday. I like it, doing it, things that I'm scared it, of. It will help you in everything, I think. I think you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to blame you. It <laughs> may. And can you give us a quick craft tip of some sort? Ah, a quick craft tip. Hmm. Let's see. Definitely Read your dialogue aloud. Definitely read your dialogue aloud and eliminate as many of the he says and she says as you possibly can. And certainly all of the adjectives, you know, she said quickly or you know, <laughs> he said in a terrified way. Like eliminate all of that. Yeah. You, you, you should be able to communicate that with the with the the business on the stage, with, yeah. with the action in the story. Um, and yeah, less is more in those in the, in the, in the dialogue, especially. Love that. And what would you like to tell us about right now? What would you like to plug? Can you tell us a little bit about Folly Cove? 
Sure. Uh, Folly Cove is, uh, I write, um, I guess, best categorized as emotional family mysteries. So they're, they're uh, domestic novels, often about broken families, often about people with really pretty dark secrets um, who are trying to mend things. But there has to be a lot of conflict. And, and That's why I love your books. <laughs> this particular novel almost broke me because it has four points of view. It's got three sisters and a mother, and I ended up having to do all four points of view because I couldn't figure out why the mother was the way she was and why her husband had disappeared 30 years ago and where is he. And I couldn't figure it out until I included her point of view, and I had to rip the book apart halfway. That's not really plugging my book, is it? But, but it's, <laughs> I think it's, it is. I think it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a really great like emotional read. If you like great emotional reads where the characters are having to go through a lot of drama to even be able to speak to each other and these are sisters so the conflicts are pretty intense then you'll like the book i'm in and i cannot okay, read good, it it's already good. on my kindle so <laughs> oh yay well right, holly robinson thank you so much for talking to us today i can't thank you enough and it's so good to see your face oh thanks rachel same here thank you so much take care bye thanks so much for joining me on this episode of how do you write you can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>